Hi guys. Hello. Welcome to Ed Arlene's Spirit Cast. If you're new to this podcast, we talk about all things related to mindfulness, magic, astrology, tarot, Reiki, meditation, anything in that realm. Today's episode is about uh, tarot, oracle, divination tools, etc. Before we get into it, we do want to mention that we've been working on proj- uh, three projects specifically. I know we keep like hinting at it, but um, we're actually going to have the pre-orders available for our Oracle deck. Finally, after months of, you know, talking about it and working on it, uh, we decided we're going to start that pre-order. And then we have two other things uh, that are going to be available for pre-order in the coming weeks. Uh, Well, we are really excited to have you guys able to get this new stuff we've been working on. The Oracle mm -hmm. cards are amazing. I can't stress that enough. Etta literally illustrated every single design on each of these cards and um, we're excited to share this with you guys. It's going to be great. Yeah. So, I mean, like, for the deck, we um, kind of just left it up to the divine, I would say, with how we, like, how many cards we had and, you know, the illust- the order of the cards, the illustrations, stuff like that. We just kind of let it play out how it played out. Um, when we get into the divination tools, you'll know why we chose Oracle over doing tarot. We might do a tarot deck one of these days, but I just felt like like my art would look better with Oracle right now because it's I didn't want to like adhere to the artwork that is uh you know associated with tarot. Yeah. And I am one of those people that thinks that the art is important on tarot decks because there's symbols and meanings and things like that that the artwork has in it. The symbolism in the decks are important, mm-hmm. and I would want to like honor that symbolism. And with the way my art is for this deck, I feel like doing the um, oracle would be a little bit better. And the whole—I mean, you'll feel the—I think you'll feel the energy in it. I hope <laughs> you <laughs> like, will. You feel that energy yeah. right now. Just listen to the podcast. You're going to feel the yeah. energy in these cards, and you're going to love them. They're really pretty. We're um, excited. This yeah. has like been a thing on our list for a long time, and it's exciting to actually be able to have it done. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just excited. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, when this episode's up, we'll have some of the pictures on our social. Yeah. Um, we should. And then uh, you can pre-order those decks on our website. We'll have it linked down below yep. as well. And uh, yeah, so we do also have Reiki as usual. You go to our YouTube channel and you can get Reiki for free. We have it on a plethora of different topics. We also have Reiki. Um, you can sign up for our mailing list, get it every month. But we do have a weekly thing where it's $10 a session. It's like $10 a week. And we send out Reiki every Sunday. Um, So if you're interested in that, I mean, you know, it's great. It's great. It's awesome. You get juiced up and, (laughs) like, get the positive. We believe that Reiki is for everybody and it should be accessible to everybody. And that's why we do the things that we do. And we wanted to create things, programs, subscription services, um, to have that healing available and accessible that if you need it. So if you like us, like what we do and want some energy, come get it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, wait, that's just something that's like a newer thing that we have and people seem to like, and um, you know, you just get it every Sunday and it's longer. It's going to be about 30 minutes long. Yeah. The session. It's not like a 10 minute long thing. And uh, you meditate and, you know, join us for it. And yeah, I think that's all we, all I got for the Reiki thing, the book, the Reiki, obviously our candles, and um, there's like an ad we're going to play for that. Uh, anything Social else? Media. Any- follow us. Yeah, follow us. You can follow us on Instagram at, at Arlene, Pinterest, Tumblr, where else? TikTok. 
You two at, yeah. at Arlene. Um, we tweet a lot on Twitter. <laughs> this is what you do on there. Uh, it's at pro underscore PGH. Um, yeah. So come follow us and hit us up. Send us yeah. some messages. We really appreciate all the messages and emails that we get from you guys. It really makes us feel really good about everything that we do. Yeah, I mean, thank you for all the positive words from everybody. And also, I want to take a moment to thank Karen Gary, okay? She mailed us the most beautiful art and book that she illustrated. And it's stunning. Like, it's just awesome. And we're so thankful. So thank you so much for sending that. And we'll have pictures of it on our social media and our story for all of our other listeners to see. Check out. Yeah, I mean, they're, I don't know, it's very calming. A lot of the work, I felt very peaceful, like some of the the prints that she sent. And then the book is, like, super cute. So, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. We'll definitely... We appreciate you, um, Karen, Gary. Thank you mm -hmm. so much. It really means a lot to us. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you know how much it meant. (laughs) Well, I get it. It's easy to go through life to think that the stuff that you do doesn't matter or isn't reaching people or to take things that you do for granted. And it always feels good to connect with you guys and know that what we're doing is really helping in reaching people and having a positive impact on the collective. So yeah. we're extremely grateful. Thank you. All right. Now let's get into divination. All right. I just want to take a quick moment to invite everyone listening to check out our shop at edarlene.com. If you like what we do, it is one of the most simple ways to support us. Plus, you will get some sweet, sweet handcrafted goods like our amazing 100% soy candles, which also come in our energy kits, such as Moonchild and Let That Shit Go. If you love our quotes, we have them available for print in a variety of formats. And of course, there's our book, pre-orders, and it is also the best place to go if you would like to book a Reiki session with us. All of this can be found at edarlene.com and linked in the show notes. All right, hey guys, we're back. So uh, today we're talking about, as I mentioned earlier, divination and what is that? So this is like, um, these are like tools that you use to communicate with the divine, basically. Um, And in particular, we're going to talk about cards. And I'm using a broad term for that because we're going to go over a couple different types of cards. And um, technically, we can call this cardomancy. And uh, cardomancy is exactly what uh, it is. It's divination with cards. And people who read cards, you know, you might call it a card reader, a tarot reader, or a cardomancer, which I think I'm going to start calling myself because I think that sounds way cooler than tarot reader. (laughs) (laughs) A cardomancer. Um, Like a necromancer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You want to do the the, the gothic twist to it. Yeah. I'm a a cardomancer. Um, A cardomancer illustrates oracle cards. But anyways, the... uh, Now, some people will say cardomancy is specifically for divination with playing cards. So I do want to mention that. Um, so you have, you know, one group of people who, when, when they hear cardomancy, they think just the, the broad term of divination using cards, and that incorporates tarot, Lennerman, um, you know, playing cards, 
and, you know, the like. And then you have other people who associate that term with just playing cards. So it's really up to you. I use it as a broad term because they're all cards. But if, you know, if you if you don't, that's fine. Oh, that's another thing. You have that beautiful deck that our besties gave you. Yeah. That, we should post that on social media. We should. Um, yeah. We should post that. I believe that's a Lennerman. Um, it's an, an old, it's, okay, we'll tell the story yeah, about this. Yeah, So our best friend gave me a card deck, and they found it in an antique shop. Um, and then it's a super old deck and it, um, has like the whole psychic pamphlet and everything. It's really pretty. Mm-hmm. We should probably post that. Uh, I don't know why when I first got it, I was like, oh, what's going to be attached to this? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's a rational thought. Yeah. It's a rational thought. Yeah. But nothing happened. So it's all good. And it's really, it's a really cool deck. Um, so I guess we'll start with, uh, tarot. So... Tarot, everybody's familiar with, I'm assuming, who's listening to this. It's really gained a lot of popularity today. And um, a lot of people just grab some cards and go with it. And tarot, tarot is pretty cool because the the way you do the meanings for them, like it has, they have like their set meanings, but you can... Um, deviate a little bit from that if that makes sense like you kind of like there there's like multiple meanings for the cards is what i'm trying to say and uh i believe that a lot of the divination tools the goal is to help build your psychic development so there are a lot of readers who eventually um get to a point where they're just looking at the card and they go it's not necessarily that they're memorizing what it is they're like using their psychic abilities basically Mm -hmm. um so i always thought that tarot um is a great tool for spiritual development and and it is so you know it was first kind of documented around the 15th century but it's debated um excuse me how like some people believe that it goes back to like ancient egypt and they talk about um its links to like the kabbalah i ching um tantra uh so they link it to a lot of other like older spiritual practices mm-hmm. and that's up to you for, to decide i mean this isn't like a, a tarot history like the breakdown of it. we're just talking about the different types of um cards that you can do divination with uh we'll probably have an episode with tarot specifically talking about the history of it because it's pretty juicy yeah. and basically throughout esoteric circles we start to attribute all of these more spiritual meanings to it so some people think they're just like kind of like playing cards where other people think that there's like a heavier spiritual component to the cards mm. um they've evolved since they were first kind of in use mm-hmm. to what we kind of have today so we have all these different spiritual movements that have gone on like forever mm-hmm. so you think like alistair crawley and those types of that yeah. time period and everything so we're having it layered with uh how tarot is being used mm-hmm. and the meanings with the cards and stuff like that but generally it's like the same so early on they were like I mentioned earlier, like games. And you would like see them throughout Europe. Italy is notable for that. And but they all had like different names. So each, like various European countries had like different techniques with tarot, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what ends up happening is we have all of these different types of tarot. So Tarot de Marseille is an example of like a French tarot, um, you know, tarot deck. You have you have a deck like that. I do. Um, I also um, when I think of tarot, I always think of like the Rider Waite or the Crawley mm-hmm. style decks. Um, I also have what is that? You guys are gonna laugh, but I have a Miss Cleo <laughs> deck <laughs> I got deck. off of Amazon when I first started to try to learn tarot, 
And I tell you what, you should go get it. The energy mm-hmm. of that deck is amazing. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I mean, so like, you know, we were talking about, um, there's the Taraco, Bolon- I don't know how to say this, Bolognese. It omits a number of the cards. So then there's like 62 cards and you have like Swiss one JJ tarot. Um, there's like a whole bunch of different types of like tarot. But all, you know, these were older. These are like how it like spread out throughout Europe and different takes on it and everything. And eventually it evolved into like what we have today with different like metaphysical practitioners and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, there are 78 cards to a deck, 22 major archetypes, major cycles. That's major arcana. Um, so what those 22 are from how I learn is that they represent large cycles in your life. And so like, if you get that, that means that you might be on that larger cycle. And then we're going to have the uh, four suites. So, you know, swords, pentacles, cups, and um, wands. Yeah. And those also can have cycles, but those don't last as long. Those are like shorter cycles and those are supportive energies. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, arcana is derived from arcanum, which is like the plural, and it's from arcanus, which means secret knowledge and mysteries. And it's a term that entered the English language around the Dark Ages. So it referred to mysteries of like the physical and spiritual like realms that needed studying. So it wasn't exclusively tarot that arcana would be used for. Mm-hmm. For example, an alchemist might often be said to be pursuing the arcana of nature. So if you're an alchemist... I think you should take that on. You're pursuing... <laughs> I'm not an alchemist. I no. pursue the arcana of nature. Hmm. Hey, that'd be cool. Any alchemists out there listening, yeah, uh, I'd do it. Yeah, so anyways, whenever it comes to tarot, I, you know, I really like to use tarot in the spiritual sense. Some people are like, believe it's more like you're so, um, you're unconscious, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they leave out like the idea that it might be spirit communication, But essentially, that's, like, from what I believe, that's what it is. That being said, you always want to make sure that you're properly protected when you do any type of divination. And then another thing is take it a step further, clarify who you're talking to. Because if you're just going in, which is, you know, sure, go for it. You're protected. You want to, like, go in and see what comes up. That's fine. Um, (laughs) You want to fuck around and find out. Yeah, yeah. But, like, usually, you know, you want to, like, ask that you're getting guidance from, like, for the highest good, uh, you know, of all involved. And maybe you could, you know, you could even, like, get it in even tighter. Like, maybe you're specifically asking for, like, guidance from a specific, like, god, goddess, angel, anything like that. That way, you're not having, like, weird messages come through. And then the, the... you know, if you don't properly protect, that's whenever you, you get the horror stories of people getting crazy tarot readings that, like, completely fuck up their lives because they're getting messages that are very unsettling and not for them, not to scare anybody out there. And then if you are getting messages from, like, a tarot reader and it doesn't resonate, it doesn't resonate, that's it. Leave it at that. Don't take it to heart. And also, um, if it starts to feel low vibe, like, it's starting to make you really upset probably want to get out of there because it might not be something it might not be for you yeah and then uh what was the other disclaimer for tara i can't i had to tip my tongue this is what all divination all divination even um, even meditation it's going to protect your energy before yeah. you go in um any any of that because mm-hmm. you don't know what's what's going to come through yeah it's, it's a good rule of thumb yeah so i mean like and back to, like, the meaning of the tarot cards and stuff. Like, like I was saying, there's, like, a spiritual component, like, spiritual development. 
they, uh, stuff like that. And whenever people are reading it, they have the messages, like each set, you know, 78 cards each have a meaning, but there's multiple meanings for them. There's like reversals and stuff like that. And um, you, there's like a little bit of a wiggle room because you're interpreting how, what meaning this card is based off of the cards that are around it and stuff like that. Um, now we get into the Lenormand or Lenormand, however you pronounce it. In French, I believe it's Lenormand. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe if that's how, uh, that's what they said. I don't know. No, I know. The hell, I probably sound it way more chic. <laughs> I don't speak French. I know. Um, You're learning. We're learning. So uh, with that, you have the two decks, petite, and that's 36, and then grand, which is 56, and the most popular one in use today is a 36. Um, so I believe I'd have to look at that deck that our friend gave us, but I believe it's a 56 card one. Mm, it, it is. Um, now. Just like tarot and other divination tools, this was considered to be a parlor game that later went on to have an esoteric meaning. But, you know, this is kind of debatable because the imagery that's on the cards is what is uh, commonly used whenever... So, like, people do coffee readings, like coffee grind readings, and there's like images I guess you look for in it, and they use similar images for these uh, Lenormand cards, or Lenormand, however you pronounce it. Mm -hmm. uh, so I feel like it, it started out the gate having an esoteric meaning, meaning mm -hmm. because it was based off of these coffee grind readings. Yeah. But, you know, some people played it for fun. Um, so they're saying it's been an, around for about 200 years, uh, you know, it was popular in France and Germany, and it was actually first called the Game of Hope, and, um, later it was changed to the, uh, Lenormand after Madame Lenormand, who was a renowned psychic around that time period, and after she would use those cards for her, you know, to do her readings and stuff, and then, um, after she passed away, they renamed the deck after her. So it doesn't necessarily sound like a parlor game to me. No. <laughs> That's something we should try to get somebody on here who knows a lot about, um, like, the Victorian mysticism. Mm -hmm. See if we can get somebody on there who knows yeah, a lot about really that. Cool. That'd be really cool. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Um, so with this divination tool, the cards, the meanings are very, like, defined. It's not as, like, flowy the way tarot is. Um, it is what it is. Like, whatever the card says is what it, it means. There's yeah. none of the... Um, Interpretation. Yeah, there's none of that. It's like, this is what that means. So you're, like, memorizing the meanings. This is from what I understand. Now, everybody can read their cards differently. So there might be somebody who reads Lenormand or, and they're like, no, you know, I read it like this, which is fine because we're all different. We're all experiencing that type of communication differently. Uh, I'm just saying from what I understand. Yeah, this is um, it has know. a more strict uh, meaning. Mm -hmm. the, they're more strict, so um, you know it is what it is, which is kind of nice. Like if you're really good at like memorizing things, you could just be like, yeah, this is what it is. And I, I need to hop on. I do have a lemon deck. What am I thinking? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need to yeah. use that one more and memorize things. I have a phenomenal memory. Yeah, yeah. So and then you can get a smaller deck. So 36 is like the most popular. Mm -hmm. So maybe why people like it because it is easier to like get a grip on maybe mm -hmm. uh and then you know then you have the playing cards and i first started um delving into cardomancy with excuse me playing cards and that's another thing that was used during, in the parlors and um it's a it peaked in popularity around the 18th 19th and 20th centuries 
And it was the same thing. They were using the cards for divination. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was actually referred to as the Wheel of Fortune. Hmm. Instead of you're reading playing cards, you're doing the Wheel of Fortune. So you can see the ties, like how these are all connected. Like there's a Wheel of Fortune and Tarot. Yeah. You know, all of that. Um, and the, the interesting thing about the playing cards is that I read a story about how people during like the whole witch, you know, witch hunt and all that stuff. And, you know, whenever it was like, look down upon and terrifying to be a witch um they would do use playing cards that way people wouldn't know they were actually doing magic yes Um, that's really cool yeah that's like a story that i heard maybe that's why all these cards are also called parlor games like yes they were played in the parlor but maybe they would just go oh it's just a parlor game we're playing that way you wouldn't be called a witch or accused of doing magic or anything like that to avoid getting um killed (laughs) (laughs) to avoid persecution Yeah, yeah 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 and then the last type of like card divination tool that's popular are oracle cards and so oracle cards are the most flexible out of all of these because they're created to based off of the artist and the writer and it's a system that is unique uniquely that they've created um and they're they don't hold any bounds to like number of cards so one thing is a lot of decks have been having 44 cards but that's not the standard for oracle you can have a deck that's like 20 or you can have a deck that's like you know 82 or 120 it doesn't matter with oracle and you can have them be a silly like oh this is andy warhol oracle or you could have them be really like intense like this is the archangel oracle deck and we're gonna get you communicating with specific archangels and so that's what's cool about oracle is that it can be really like refined so if you're looking for guidance with a specific type of energy you can find a deck most likely on that um you have a really cool dragon deck i love my dragon deck Mm -hmm. um diane cooper yeah it's her deck i I'm obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. I have been, but I just have a connection to the dragons, apparently. Yeah. Um, well, I have a lot of cool... We have, a, we have a lot of cool decks. I feel like it's easy to collect them once you get into it. Yeah, and then, and, you know, and especially, like, Oracle, because you're like, oh, I want Starseed Oracle. I want to talk to aliens. Well, I want or... angel answers. Let me yeah, see yeah. what I need to do. Yes, mm-hmm. no, maybe. Okay, cool. Yeah. Like, you can get straight to the point without having to do... Um, well, you still want to do the interpretations mm-hmm. of the cards. I think mm-hmm. that's a good practice everybody should do. Yeah. Like you said, the art has meaning behind it. The imagery has meaning yeah. behind it. And the way you see things on that card might not be the way someone else might see it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you should research the artist, too. So, like, you know, back at Tarot, we were talking about Tarot. There is symbolism that is kind of standard. And it's not like, oh, you know. Like the lovers. The lovers just have the two. Yeah. So, like, you have the core imagery, but then there's stuff in the back. Like, there's, like. The pomegranate on the. Yeah. yeah. There's, like, different things that have meaning to them. So, like, a person who really is hardcore studying tarot is going to know all of these little esoteric symbols. And that's why I like those decks that have the traditional illustrations on them. Sure, I like them when they look, they're jujued up and they look like pretty, like a mine. When they're aesthetic. Yeah, like my one deck, that Italian deck I, I have. I love that deck, yeah. Yeah, so it's like he illustrated, it's really beautiful, but he still maintains all of those little like, um, you know, illustrations mm-hmm. and stuff like that that have symbolism to them. But there's nothing wrong with a minimalist deck. A minimalist deck is really good for somebody who's really good with tarot, they're really in touch. Their psychic they're stuff right, is tuned in, tapped in, turned yes, on. Yes, yes, and they're just going. When you are learning, it's always good to start with like the Rider Waite or Crawley, mm-hmm. um, and stick with that for a while until you get it down. Yeah, but it's whatever you want to do. 
pretty much yeah that's the other thing like this, this is, is all your craft you. this, this is, is yeah, your, exactly. your so, tools these are just tools this is your yeah. connection to whatever you need it for yeah because i agree i think at the end of the day it's connecting you to the divine yeah. so it doesn't really matter all like that um as long as you're you know obviously having respect and honoring yeah. the tradition and everything and and then that's why you know we're talking about oracle it gets you know it's a little bit looser there's no boundaries with oracle mm-hmm. and you know, if Bree starts your deck, like, there might be things that are illustrated that have really, like, good, like, meaning behind them, and it might not be listed, but you might notice it. It might, mm-hmm. you know, you'll be like, oh, they put this here. I wonder what this means. Or you'll, like, see the connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, there's going to be ones that are just pretty, which is fine, too. I mean, you know, our deck is a minimalist deck, but it's a, a Oracle deck. You know, that's how my art is. And, um you know, you'll fill it out and you'll, you'll get the interpretations as they come to you. We have a book, by the way, there's a book that goes with it. But anyways, like, you know, you're going to use it and you're going to tap in, you're going to feel whatever psychic energy you feel when you're using the deck. And that's how, you know, how you got to do it. That's how it is. You know, our deck's great because it, it, the imagery, it invokes feeling art. It's beautiful. It's art invokes feelings and emotions. And you're going to really be able to connect with that with each card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know, it doesn't matter with our deck. Like, it doesn't matter what level you think you're at or whatever no. it is. You just get it and, and use it. And that's with all, all decks. That's how you learn anyways. Like, you learn by actually holding a card deck and yeah. stuff like that. I'm always marveled at the people who have, like, a bunch of Oracle decks and they know the, the messages off the back of their hand. But I think those are, like you were saying, people are all, have really strengthened their intuition and their psychic, like, guidance. So they're they're just knowing it. Like, that information just coming without them having to memorize, like, what's on the deck. Yeah, because um, the more you use it, the more you use these divination tools, the yeah. more connected you are and the more tapped in you are to your psychic abilities. We all have psychic abilities. We yeah. all do. We all have our clairs and we have our strengths and our weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And these are all tools to help you strengthen all that. Mm-hmm. Period. Doesn't matter what divination tool you decide yeah. to go with. You can do shufflemancy. It's another thing. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> I what love I, it. That's one thing I love to do all the time. Mm-hmm. I do it all the time, every day. Mm-hmm. It's whenever you you uh, shuffle your music, and then what comes to you is it has a message in the music, right? Yep. Um, so there's a lot of different. So we're gonna, you know, we'll talk about you know bibliomancy and all that stuff too later. It's, you know, people use pendulums. Yeah, a whole bunch. I haven't used mine in forever. Um, and you know, with with the oracle cards tarot cards all of these cards you know you can use you don't have to be exclusive to one so you can like do a reading with an oracle deck and a tarot deck most people do um so you can like layer them up and then you can also incorporate astrology numerology all that stuff to your readings and that's what ends up making them all unique because you might be an astrologer who also reads tarot so you're able to take in that knowledge you have of astrology and combine it with the tarot or if you're a numerologist you know these cards are numbered you'll be able to use the meanings with the numbers and like how like the spreads like the numbers in the spread and add an extra layer so it's like you know really cool how people can connect with all of these divination tools and uh learn and go from there but if you are learning take it easy on yourself there's no rush and there's a lot no. of tarot readers and stuff out there because i feel like i'm still learning it's everybody's still learning whenever it comes to all of the spiritual stuff and meta- you're constantly like I don't think it ever it stops yeah and get it get a deck and that was the other thing with the decks too another cool thing about them is how each so you could have two tarot decks but they could feel completely different oh yeah and they you know one of the things that i did was I um, went before I even looked at like the book I went through each card and I like wrote down what I thought it meant and what I got from that card then I went through and compared it to what the um, writer of the book 
said was like how they felt the meanings were conveyed. That's something else that you can do. I do that with most of the decks that I have in the Oracle decks. Like, write down what I'm getting from it and then... Well, it's good because you can also see your progress. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. So that's a a good tip Mm -hmm. people should do. I think that's a great tip. Yeah, I forget who um, told me to do that. But, yeah, I just... I did that first go. And then I noticed, too, like, I'd have two tarot decks. They're both Rider weight, But, like, they're a little bit different with the interpretation... Like, what the authors of the, the book their interpretations are for it get like a different energy like my italian deck is more like brutally honest kind of straight to the point straight to the point and then i have um another deck that's just like oh yeah like very flowery and very like yeah it'll be fine i don't know it's the energy behind it yeah the energy is a little bit different um and i had you know my first deck was a um impressionist deck it had a Exactly what it sounds like, impressionist art on it. So, yeah, that was fun. I got to learn art and do it, which Mm -hmm. I thought was really cool. But, yeah, you know, that's how I went about it. And, you know, you can learn it how you want to learn it. Just your craft. Get a good teacher, learn on your own, whatever. Just don't give up and stay safe. (laughs) Yeah, always protect, don't give up. And um, it's not a rush. No, you're on your own timeline. Learn at your own pace, baby. And I like I like I said we're all constantly learning. I'm constantly learning. I'm still It never trying. stops. Yeah. Even even when I try to stop, it never stops. There's mm-hmm. always something else. Yeah. But that's just a uh, quick skim of all of the, you know, the or the most popular yeah. card divination tools. Now there might be others out there and uh we'll probably break down at least tarot, do like a nice history of it. And it's interesting, like I said, you know, it's debated. Some people think it was just a parlor game, and you have other people who think that it has deeper roots that go way, way, way far back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we can talk about, like, how the imagery evolved and stuff, too, because, like, your Tarot de Marseille, the imagery's a little bit different, the stuff that's on it. So you might have... And then what is what is it? They Instead of um, pentacles, it has coins. Coins, yeah. Right? But that's what my... Uh, the Miss Cleo... <laughs> <laughs> Deck is it also does the coins mm-hmm. um, as well. Yeah, but. I think the Crawley deck does coins as, too, doesn't it? I think I'm pretty sure Crawley does too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, have fun, have fun, enjoy, and embrace for- the magic of this universe. <laughs> yeah, have fun with life. That's mm-hmm. why we're here. Yeah. Okay, right, so we're gonna have another episode about traditional ta- tarot, tarot specifically, history, history. Yeah. And that's going to be awesome. And then mm-hmm. we're going to talk about other divinations tools. Yeah. As well. So look out for those. Yeah. <laughs>